Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. The Wenatchee Apple Sox will open up the 2023 West Coast League playoffs with Game 1 of the North Division Series on Tuesday night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Wenatchee finished the regular season 37-17 and 17 to earn the third best overall record in the North Division and the first wild card. They will play Game 1 at home on Tuesday against the Victoria Harbor Cats before then traveling to Victoria for Game 2 on Wednesday and Game 3, if necessary, to decide the series on Thursday. This is Wenatchee's 15th time in franchise history making the postseason, and the Apple Sox are looking to win their sixth West Coast League title. It's the first time they faced the Harbor Cats since 2019 in the postseason when Victoria took that series two games to one. General admission tickets are available for $5 and can be purchased now at applesox.com. After Sunday's game and the season finale of the regular season, I spoke with Apple Sox pitching coach Mike Callia about the season a little bit in retrospect, the regular season at least, and a look ahead at the Victoria Harbor Cats in the postseason. We're joined now by Apple Sox pitching coach Mike Callia after... I got to give you a handshake. This is what we've done after victories, Mike. Heck of a year. Obviously not the not the way you want to finish, but it was a meaningless game in a lot of ways. But a uh, heck of a summer for you guys, and not finished yet. Finished 20 games over 500 in the regular season. Remarkably, not enough to win the second or the first half. But the point is, you're in the playoffs, and you're going to be taking on a Victoria Harbor Cats team coming up on Tuesday night, who, like you guys, has dominated at home. But in a lot of ways, the pressure is on them for game number one. Talk to me about that. Uh, today, you know, you obviously you flush this because it means nothing. This is going to be a heck of a series coming up, though, isn't it? Yeah, first off, you know, I want to, you know, say that, you know, these guys, we couldn't have, you know, uh, had the season we did without every single one of the guys that came in here. And, you know, hats off to Mitch Darlington. You know, he worked his butt off for this. So uh, to get in this situation where we, you know, we make the, uh, you know, the first round and we're making the playoffs and we get to see a good Victoria Harbor Cats team, that's, um, you know, that's what you play for, playing playoff baseball. So um, Victoria's been good down the stretch, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to putting our best foot forward and, um, you know, stealing that first game at home in front of our home crowd. The whole story all year with them and the league has been the 25-2 and record for them at home, breaking a West Coast League record for most home victories. But you guys have been really good as well. You broke the Apple Sox record for home victories in a season at 21-6. and how amped up are you personally to get to start this series at home? Because, like we said, it's an opportunity to get the momentum right away. You know, we've been on here a couple times, and I think every single time I've been on there and I say our goal is to win the first game of each series. You know, from there, once you have that first win, then you just have to split the next two, right? So, um, you know, having the home field advantage for game one and being able to, you know, uh, sleep in our own beds that night and, you know, wake up, get to the field early and kind of um, – just getting our stay in our routine for what my, for whatnot, uh, you know that's that's awesome. That's what we want there. So, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can, put our best foot forward to win game one. Flushing today and forgetting about this because again, for both teams, you were both resting your pitching staffs, not seeing the big guys. But the first two games were pretty competitive, and you go back to the Bellingham series, a couple low-scoring games after a tough first game. The playoff mindset felt like it began with this road trip, even though you went. A total of you know, two and four on the road trip. What do you guys look at from how useful were these games for you guys? Playing a lot of tight games, winning a lot of those along the way as well. You know, first of all, anytime you go on a six-game road trip, you know that you know that's going to be a grind. You know, especially this late in the summer, we're capping off with six games on the road. It's it's tough when guys, you know, guys are winding down and getting towards that end of the season. But um, first of all, Bellingham, those are this was a playoff road trip right here. We played Bellingham, and you know they're the one seed, and then we we just saw Kelowna, who's another great team, and they're, I think they took the four seed. So. Um, 
you know, this is this is the baseball we're going to get down the stretch. So it, it's good to, you know, it's good to, you know, face these kind of arms and and stay in these one-run games. And it really comes down to, you know, who's going to who's going to win each third inning, right? So um, those one-run games, it's you know, who, you know, who's not going to give up. Whole goal down the stretch. Once you seem like you've clinched a playoff spot, is managing that pitching staff, making sure everyone's ready to go for the next week of games. How confident are you in how you guys had plenty of time, which is really nice. You had over a week to prepare for the playoffs. How confident are you that you've got the guys lined up right in the way that you want for Tuesday, Wednesday, and hopefully, if needed, Thursday? I feel great. I feel great. You know, there's been a lot of talks over the last couple weeks when we're, you know, winding into that playoff, you know, hopefully, or getting towards that point where we're going to clinch. And uh, we were able to line it up pretty um pretty much exactly how we we could have asked for so uh, we're going to have our guys going again we're going to put our best foot forward i expect that we're going to see the best from victoria too so um, it's going to be a dogfight it's going to be a dogfight gonna be a lot of fun mike we appreciate the time from you uh, again congrats on a heck of a regular season but not finished yet postseason starts tuesday and looking forward to seeing what this team can do in the playoffs thank you awesome no thank you joel you guys have been awesome all year appreciate it man that's mike callia joining us apple Sox pitching coach the 2023 season is the 15th time in their 23-year franchise history that the Wenatchee Apple Sox have earned a postseason berth. This week, the Apple Sox are looking to win their 7th league championship and 6th West Coast League title. Wenatchee has now made the postseason in three of the last four summers and in both seasons under head coach Mitch Darlington. He is the first head coach at Apple Sox history to make the playoffs in each of his first two seasons at the helm. For more information on the Apple Sox history, please visit applesox.com slash history. After the Apple Sox picked up the series opening victory against Kelowna this past Friday, I spoke a little bit after the game with a couple of heroes from the game, Braden Boyd, who had that four-inning save, as mentioned, as well as the starting pitcher, Trey Huff, who went the first five innings to earn the victory, and then finally assistant coach, Colton Kelly. We're joined now by one of the heroes from tonight's game, Braden Boyd, who went the final... Four innings of relief in this game. And, Braden, this was a an exciting game for you pitching in with the four innings out of the bullpen. Uh, you've had a couple of saves this summer. You get another one tonight, and this was an emotional one. You were, you're given the baseball, and I would assume you kind of thought, I've got a chance to go the distance here again, and you did exactly that. Take me through it, because you had a tough start in the sixth. You really buckled down, though, after that. What changed after the, the bases-loaded situation? Uh, yeah, I definitely went out the last three innings just thinking of just uh, loading up the zones, just throwing first pitch strikes. Lead-off batter is really important, so that was kind of my mindset, let them hit the ball. So that's what I kind of changed and trying to um, be more aggressive. Really ranked up the strikeouts as well at that point. Was it kind of, you, you talk about the aggressiveness, was that just maybe getting the fastball in there a little bit more and seeing what they can do, challenging them? Yeah, definitely. Uh, elevating the fastball, just kind of not really – caring is the same time just where it's going just throw it hard and uh just prove that they can hit it and just throw it in there yeah it's got to be tough when you start off with a double and a walk you've got to probably be overthinking a little bit how do you slow yourself down right there because for me that's the most impressive thing pitchers do is the ones obviously the great ones are able to relax even in stressful situations yeah i uh usually just step like behind the mound take a couple deep breaths um look at something in my mitt or something in the stands, just kind of disconnect from the game real quick and then just go back in there and just try to stay uh, sustained with all my mechanics and just all that. I'd argue that even more impressive than only giving up one run with the bases loaded in that sixth inning was your ninth inning. Single, stolen base, and a hit behind pitch, but you get the next three outs in order. What's going through your mind after that second batter reaches to begin the inning, and how do you adjust from there? 
I mean, in my mind, it's it it obviously didn't look good, and I thought that. But right when I thought that, I knew I couldn't think that, so I had to change it right away. And then right after I changed my mindset, just knowing that I have to get these guys out to finish the game to get this uh, W. Um, that's when it changed, and that's when I got the three guys out for sure. You talked about your aggressive aggressiveness changing. You got more aggressive. That's how you felt like you got your success. With the second out recorder, that foul pop out, I imagine that had to be a big boost of confidence. You seemed like you went right after Rafael Smeek. Take me through that, because that was a guy he'd gotten you in the two previous plate appearances. Kind of made him look silly, though, the third time up. Yeah, for sure. I knew it was, uh, I heard it was the top of the order, so I knew it was a good hitter. And um, two outs, I just had to get it in there. I couldn't afford a walk or anything. So uh, just start up all fastballs, just try to throw it in there. Um, probably my fastest of the night was the last one, just trying to throw it as hard as I can, make sure he doesn't hit it or gets weak contact. Presumably your last game of the summer in the regular season until the postseason. How fun has this been playing for a team you grew up you know, cheering for and being part of one of the most impressive seasons in franchise history in the regular season? It's so awesome playing for these guys. Um, it's a great group of guys, and um, just playing for the, the Sox, which is so close to my home and just growing up, like you said, it's just awesome to be like living it and not just watching it. So. Yeah, kind of writing your own name and this team's name in the history books. Braden, we really appreciate the time. Nice work here tonight to earn the save. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. That's Braden Boy, the Apple Sox lefty from Chelan, who got the four-inning save in relief in this game. What a tremendous effort from him out of the bullpen as he locked this one down for Wenatchee. We talked about the four innings from him to earn his third save of the summer. And now we're joined by... The Apple Sox starting pitcher from tonight's game, Trey Huff, who got the start to begin this one and went five innings, the second consecutive start in which he would toss five innings, and he earned a victory in this game. Trey, we talked about again, the five innings. You know, the thing we've seen with you so far, you're going to give up some some hits, might walk a guy or two. You really buckle down, though, when there are guys on the bases. That's been the most impressive thing with me. Talk to me about that, because there were some at-bats you kind of fell behind, but you still got outs. What's that like pitching in those situations, and what do you do to find ways to get the outs? Um, really, it's just attacking the zone and you know being really competitive. Um, that's one thing with my game is I'm very competitive. I do a lot of self-talk, and you know I don't like to give up runs, nor do I like to give up hits, especially not barrels. You know, it's a little kind of you're just so frustrating at times, but. No, yeah, just attacking the zone and being comfortable with runners in scoring position or on the base in general is a huge thing. So, no, just I think my main thing is just being really competitive and gritty. I like those gritty um, situations, and, you know, I thrive for those. So, A little bit of a tough start to the second inning. You got the first out, three consecutive singles after that. Got some help with that nice defensive play for that second out. Take me through your mindset with that final uh, situation. You got a runner at second. After the RBI single and then a stolen base, two down in the inning, you locked it down, though, and got that strikeout, a huge out at the time. Yeah. Um, really, it was just kind of having trust within myself because I kind of started losing a little bit, you know, not spotting up as well as I wanted to. And, you know, they were on the fastball, and I just kept throwing it over and over, you know, and that's a personal mistake. So, you know, I just learned from it and just kind of just kept attacking them, really. So that's the main thing is just attacking and attacking and attacking. Besides that, really your only hairy situation in the game, there was a leadoff walk to start the fourth. You would strand that man at second. 
you, no one likes the leadoff walk. Everyone says those in the two-out walks come yep. back to haunt you. You retired the next three hitters in order. A lot of soft contact yeah. as well. Tell me about that because you had the three strikeouts, but for the most part, I felt with you when the ball was put in play, it wasn't hit especially hard more yeah. often than not. No, yeah. Um, me as a pitcher is just spot up. And, you know, I I used to kind of throw hard, and now it's kind of in that mid-range. You know, I can't throw as hard anymore. So my main thing is just spotting up, and, you know, it's – I find a lot of success in it. You know, I don't really, I'm not a type of guy that's going to blow him by, you know, every so often. But other than that, it's just really attacking the zone and spotting up. And I, it's been such a big success. I mean, in the first inning, I had two outs with like five pitches or something just because I was painting in, inside, outside, you know, just and they, when you're going inside, outside, it's kind of, it's tough to get a hold of, you know, and then bringing the splitter into effect, you know, and it's such a huge pitch for me. I only really need to use three pitches throughout the whole game, but. You know, we kind of versatile everything, but no, yeah. I was going to say, you do have the five pitches, but you like to go with the three of those there. And yeah. Let's talk about this. You've been kind of moving back into that starting role, something yeah. you're way more familiar with from yeah. your college career. How nice has it been to, to do these back-to-back ones and then potentially line up maybe for a special start next weekend? No, it's really nice, you know, with especially with my injuries, um, having those starts. You know, I have just all the time in the world before the game, you know, and those starts, I feel like I get my body prepared a lot better than I do out of the bullpen. But don't get me wrong, I love coming out of the pen. I, you know, my my thing is I just love doing anything to help the team win. You know, and that's that's my overall goal. So if they want me to come out of the pen, I'm gonna come out of the pen and do my thing. If they want me to start, I'm gonna start and I'm gonna do my thing. So did your thing tonight as a starter earned win number two as well. Trey, thank you for the time and hopefully Thanks, we are talking after another start next weekend. Yes, sir. We plan to. Thank you. That's Trey Huff and I'm alluding to, of course, the North Division Championship game is next Saturday and I would imagine he would be lined up pretty well to potentially be one of the options to start that game. And now we're joined by Apple Sox assistant coach uh, Colton Kelly here in the broadcast booth after the Apple Sox 3-2 win over the Kelowna Falcons here on the postgame show. And this just was another gutsy win tonight, Colton, and that's kind of been the M.O. of this road trip. I felt like Tuesday was the game every once in a while you're going to have your – you're going to kind of get punched in the mouth every once in a while, bounce back on Wednesday, but not quite to a victory, a much closer game, one-run loss. These last two days, though, these are playoff baseball wins, are they not? Absolutely. And I think you bring up earlier this week in a perfect manner, right, because we lose Tuesday in an embarrassing fashion. Right, the pitching or the hitting didn't show up, and then on Wednesday the pitching absolutely showed up. The hitting didn't match it. Right now here we are on Friday night, and both came together. They looked good. They played all nine innings. Braden Boyd shutout effort. That was awesome. He's been so fun to watch. Just the one run given up, and he and I were talking a moment ago just about all the adjustments he made. How have you seen him grow just from watching in the dugout this whole season? How he's pitched because. It feels like his confidence has just gone so much further up from when that he made that first relief appearance in Springfield. Yeah, Skip made the joke tonight that he went from a boy to a man tonight. You know, that, that voice got a little deeper tonight. And it's just, it, it kind of, his shoulders were a little bit broader today. His chest was puffed out a little bit more. You know, that walk had a little bit more swagger than usual. I don't know, it just, he must have knew when he woke up today he was going to get the pill at some point. Boys don't get the final three outs after the first two men reach in the ninth inning. What did you see from him from his adjustments? I felt like once he got that second out, there was almost no doubt he was going to get the third, the way he was attacking Rafael Spink. Oh, yeah, 100%, spot on. I just, I think we could have loaded it up four times over, right, and he's still going to find a way to get out of it. Yeah. Tonight was just his night. It was impressive.
you guys have got to get the bats going here. That's been the one weird thing on this trip. Uh, three runs or less in all four games. I would imagine we're due for a breakout game. Obviously, a few less guys available on this trip, but you know, just by the law of averages this season, we're probably due tomorrow or Sunday for a big one. What adjustments would you look to see from guys, and what are you encouraging guys to make over these final two games? Yeah, we're in it right now. These guys, a lot of these guys are in the middle of making that kind of late-season adjustment. A lot of these guys that were really hot a week and a half ago, Carson Olin, Nick Putnam, they're kind of on a cold streak, but they're grinding through it, and this is a really good time to get cold. As weird it is, it, as it is to say, if we can get these cold bats out of the way the last week of the regular season and heat back up Monday at practice and get going next week during playoffs, that'll be perfect timing. So I'm not really too worried. These guys are in the process. Yeah, it's important to win these types of close games. There haven't been a lot of low-scoring ones like this this season, so I think it's fitting it comes at this time. Colton, we appreciate the time. Enjoy this win, and we'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir. Thank you, Joel. That's Colton Kelly, Applesauce assistant coach. We appreciate him joining us as well as Braden Boyd and Trey Huff before. Did you know that 21 former Apple Sox players have made it to the major leagues? This past April, Cincinnati Reds right-handed pitcher Casey Legamina became the 20th former Apple Sox player to make his major league debut, and then the Apple Sox got their 21st former player to make it to Major League Baseball when Alec Jacob debuted for the San Diego Padres in mid-July. You might recognize a few other names across Major League Baseball. Marco Gonzalez of the Seattle Mariners, Drew Rasmussen of the Tampa Bay Rays, Ryan Kreidler of the Detroit Tigers, Griffin Canning of the Los Angeles Angels, and Michael Tolia of the Colorado Rockies. And those are just a few other players in the majors who previously spent a summer in Wenatchee. You never know which guy on this summer's Apple Sox team will one day find him suiting up in the big leagues at the highest level of baseball. To learn more about Apple Sox players playing professional baseball, please visit applesox.com and select the Apple Sox and the Pros drop-down option on the About column. One last interview from over the weekend as I had a chance to speak with Apple Sox relief pitcher Jaden Williamson prior to Friday night's game after he had an impressive relief outing on Thursday night. Give a listen. We continue our pregame coverage presented by Kennedy Real Estate Group by chatting with Apple Sox relief pitcher Jaden Williamson, who had his third outing last night of at least five innings in relief. And, Jaden, this has kind of been almost the expectation for you since the NWAG championship game. Talk to me about how you've maybe gotten more and more comfortable in this long relief role because it's almost been expected when you come out of the bullpen, you're going to go probably the distance. Uh, going through college, I kind of saw all the roles. I saw the long inning relief. I saw... Like, you know, starts here and there. I started in high school, so I was always comfortable with that. I saw the closing role, you know. But being able to, like, have a mindset for each role or each inning as you go into the game, it kind of helps you, like, break the game down bit by bit, not making the game bigger than it is, slowing it down, facing one task at a time, not focusing on the end goal, just stay enjoying the journey, I guess, of getting that dub to help your team get a win. Are you enjoying the long relief role now more than maybe if you were to go back into a starting role? Um, I mean, both has its pros and cons. Starting, you can set the tone, get the team a little, hold the hold the team you're playing against, like from allowing runs and stuff, or closing the role, you have the opportunity to shut the door and really, like, put the hammer, the nail in the coffin. But I'd say I'm open to either one. I like both, you know. I just want to go out there and pitch how my team get a win. Take me through that eighth inning for you last night. That was so exciting to watch. I can only imagine... How, how, must, how hard it must have been to keep your pulse normal in, in a setting like that. Packed house, 
Chance for Bellingham to tie the game after the leadoff man reaches on a hit. You punch out the side in order after that and strand the run in tying position. What was your mindset after that first guy got on? How did you kind of lock in and get the three straight strikeouts? Um, it was just Austin and I kind of working together. You know, we had a groove going. We already set. We know we wanted to go outside with the heaters, go outside with the sliders away, or go down because it was the the lights weren't helping the hitters as well. So I just knew like. If I put it in the zone, I'd either get a rollover, but I ended up just getting the strikeout. And I wasn't, I was pretty confident in myself because they hadn't really pieced me up yet that day. So I knew if I put it in the zone, my, my stuff was working that day. Middle of that inning, there was a little back and forth with uh, Bellingham, a little bit, a little bit of talking. You're going to see that in every type of big game. When you get a situation like that, how do you keep yourself not necessarily still locked in, but how do you use that in a way to fuel you so that you can only pitch better and it doesn't affect you at all? Uh, I just keep talking to myself. Some people might think it's crazy. I don't because it works for me. I'm out there talking to myself on the hill. My mindset goes to a better, more sharper place almost. Yeah, we were chipping at each other, but I feel like it didn't really matter because I stayed on the groove that I was on and put up zeros. Keeping it clean, what are some of the things you say to yourself when you're on the bump in a situation like that? Um, I just tell myself that I didn't work this hard to fail right now. I prepared today to get a win for my team. My teammates believe in me, my coaches believe in me, I believe in myself. I didn't, my family believes in me, they're all at home watching me. So it's like, especially with like a crowd of like 3,000 people, that's the time I want the ball the most. Even when packed house or nothing, I want the ball the most because that makes me the most amped up. First batter of the ninth inning hit a ball right down at your feet. Did that catch off the rubber, I believe? But you were able to field your position. As a guy who's throwing 90-plus and the ball is coming right back at you even harder, how do you settle yourself to make a perfect throw and field your position in that situation? Honestly, I I feel like I should have caught that. So, yeah, I'm still upset about that. But I'm glad I made the play. But I feel like my mind kind of just slows the moment down because, yeah, I do throw hard, but I've also caught harder. So, like, the hits... It doesn't exactly scare me, but yeah, it does like get me going. So like, yeah, I hit off my hand. I knew right where it went off my hand and I sprinted to it as hard as I could and made the play because I knew that kid is quick. So I had to throw it as hard as I could to MJ over at first if I wanted a chance to get in the out. Jaden, it was a ton of fun watching you pitch last night. Congrats on that win and looking forward to the next time probably here in the postseason. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate having me. And that was Apple Songs relief pitcher Jaden Williamson speaking prior to Friday's game. The postseason begins on Tuesday night as the Wenatchee Apple Sox face the Victoria Harbor Cats at 6.35 p.m. at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. It's game one of the North Division Series as the Apple Sox begin their quest for the sixth West Coast League Championship in franchise history. Postseason shirts and hats will be on sale at the game, and you can also purchase tickets at the gate or online at applesox.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.